Hey, welcome everyone. It is Jamie G here. I want to say a massive thanks for joining me in today's episode. What I'm covering today it is three free traffic strategies you guys can implement in your affiliate businesses straight away. I look forward to catching you straight after this. Hey, welcome back guys, it's Jamie here. I wanna say a massive thanks for joining me and if this is your first time here, my name is Jamie G, I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online and pretty much all things digital. If that's of interest to yourself, I'd love to have you guys subscribe, feel free to hit that button. Alternatively, you can find me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. I look forward to catching you guys around the web. All right, so free traffic, let's talk about it. Now, here's the crazy thing I don't think many people actually think about when it comes to free traffic, but there is actually a cost involved in free traffic. You may not have to get your wallet out, but there is still a cost. I'm talking about your time, your precious, precious time. You cannot buy that back. So there is a payoff when you're looking at traffic strategies, regardless of whether you're looking at free or paid. Of course, there's going to be a learning curve with both of those options. And uh, I guess in terms of paid traffic, you're going to have to blow through a bit of budget to do some testing and learn the various platforms that are out there, all that sort of stuff, become a bit of a master at it. There's many moving components that you need to become skillful at. So obviously there's both a time cost and a financial cost with paid traffic. Now having said that, uh, like I say, I'm going to get to the core of what I'm going to be talking about today, of course, which is the actual traffic strategies that I use. But again, there is a time payoff as a cost. It is going to cost you something. And unless you have a, a large budget and you can afford to hire a virtual assistant to cover these tasks for you, you will have to spend some time doing it. It's not always fun either, I must admit. No one likes uh, mundane, repetitive tasks, <laughs> even if they do produce traffic and eventually sales as well. But uh, when you're doing it, it's not always that great. So what are we talking about anyway? Free traffic. It's all around the place. Of course, traffic is what drives our business. Without traffic, we just have, uh, well, nothing really. There is no business. <laughs> so there's a couple of types of traffic, of course. I've discussed uh, paid. We all know what that is. Facebook ads, Instagram, Google ads, uh, Microsoft ads, formerly known as Bing ads, but they're uh, changed to Microsoft ads as of uh, very recently. Of course, there's also other networks out there as well, but uh, again, I'm not going to be talking about paid strategies today. What are they? The big, re big reveal. I've made you wait long enough. All right, so first one, Quora. Q-U-O-R-A.com. Hopefully you guys have heard of it. Maybe not. Quora is a very large platform where people ask questions and others provide answers. So one of the great things about it is that anyone can answer questions. One of the not so great parts about it is that there is no uh, checking, <laughs> fact checking. So anyone can say anything. And the only way to, I guess, combat some of the BS answers that are on there is by downvoting an answer. Or basically calling the person out. <laughs> so what, what exactly do you do there? Well, it's pretty straightforward. It's not overly complex. You go on, you create a free account. And if you're like a lot of people, I know for myself, I've worked uh, when I was in the corporate world, I've worked in a myriad of different industries. Absolute 
crazy some of the ones I've, I've worked in everything from mining to fishing industry to pest control biosecurity uh you name it um real estate finance different branches of finance events education all over the place all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff so uh, and of course digital marketing who could forget that that's what i do now i'm an affiliate marketer and obviously run facebook ads as well so therefore i i'm very fortunate i have a, a vast uh, array of knowledge uh, and if you are just starting out and whatever niche you choose to go into if you don't have a bunch of knowledge it's actually okay and the reason why is it's not what you know it's the quality of answer you provide in Quora that's going to define uh, how you can grow so all I all I did when I first started getting onto Quora is I set up my profile first and foremost I put a couple of links there to my businesses I set myself up as an expert which without sounding conceited I am in certain areas uh, still learning in others of course well we're we'll learn, always learning <laughs> always learning always uh, try to be humble even though I think I know stuff I'm always uh, prepared to be wrong about things as well it's the nature of paid ads and, and uh, being in that game for a little while alright so on Corey you set up your profile you uh, paint yourself as some form of expert in some topic whatever that may be, of your choosing. You uh, add links to a couple of things. Don't go too crazy. You don't want to distract people. If you have a specific goal of them opting into your list, you maybe want to consider one landing page. I think I've got three links from memory, so a little bit hypocritical of me there. (laughs) Uh, But when I first got started, I, I didn't really have a game plan but now knowing what I do, I do suggest you go in with a specific game plan and funnel people through one or two different offers only. So logic being that once you start answering a couple of questions, yes, you can leave links to different things around the web on, on Quora as well. That works. But if there are affiliate links, most of the time they're just going to get uh, banned from Quora and you have, uh, I guess, a, a risk of, of your account getting banned as well. So instead, if you put those links in your profile, when people snoop around and see who this person is that's been answering all these questions, some of them will check out your profile. Some of them may even opt into your web pages. There you go. That's how it works. Now, it is a little bit convoluted and a little bit long-winded. And despite the fact you might work your butt off to answer a whole bunch of questions, you might only get a few opt-ins here and there, but... Those opt-ins can soon become customers. They become part of your sphere of influence. You can then put them into your Facebook group. You can connect with them with other mediums as well. So what do you do exactly? Well, you find whatever niche you're involved in. And like I say, assuming you're an expert, that's easy. You can just answer questions. It's pretty straightforward. There's a lot of questions out there. And as soon as you start answering a couple, you'll get notified of other questions that are available. And you can just go from there. It's pretty straightforward. Now, in terms of the questions, like I say, you can at times leave affiliate links, but I would not recommend that. Uh, And if you do end up going down that path, like I say, you just need to be a bit cautious because the uh, Quora will will basically ban your account if they see too many violations. You can, of course, reference other websites. But my tip here is don't just write a one-sentence answer. It's more important... And you're going to get more credibility if you spend time 
writing out a detailed response. You add images or video, something that's actually going to help the audience, something that keeps people on core as well. Uh, like all these networks, that's how they roll. That's, that's how the algorithm will kick into gear. They want people to remain on them because the more time and interaction they have with the platform, the better it is for their advertisers and all that sort of stuff as well. All right, so you answer a couple of questions. You make them detailed responses. Now, like I say, just going back to uh, my earlier comment, if you don't know the answers, that's actually okay as well. You can either cherry pick the ones you do know and like I say, write a detailed response there. Or if you don't know the answers and you think it's something that you want to bridge into, guess what? You got this thing called Google. Google tends to give you answers about stuff. And as a kind of an ironic thing, you might end up finding that some of the first page results actually come from Quora, answers from Quora that pop up on Google. So there you go. All right, so that's basically all you need to do in that case is go to the likes of Wikipedia. And I'm not saying you plagiarize, you do not ever copy anything, but you can model a, a similar answer. And you're doing two things by doing so. You're learning and you're obviously providing value to the community as well. Like I say, if you can add images, video, bit of content here, a couple of links, make it look good, you start getting upvotes. And if you get upvotes, it's going to show, it, show the answer higher in the uh, search results of, uh, of Quora. And that's how you do it. You spend maybe 20 minutes, half an hour every day to get started. You answer five, ten questions, however many you feel comfortable with. And you'll soon find that you start getting a bit of traction. You start getting answer views. Now, for me, I was doing it for a couple of months and then I stopped and then I went back to it and then I'd answer a couple more and then I didn't do it, touch anything for months on end. And I found I was getting anywhere between 80 views to maybe, I think the biggest day I had was like 140 answer views, maybe 150, something like that. So I was averaging maybe, let's say around the 3,000 mark per month, 3,000 answer views, which is okay. I mean, that still roughly uh, works out to be about 100 per day, give or take. But then something happened and I went back on Quora. I found a very popular question and I added my own answer there despite the fact that it was incredibly flooded. There were uh, numerous people that had answered. I think the uh, answers were 30 plus if, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even rec remember what the question was now. But I went on and I wrote out a detailed response and I kind of called bullshit on the other, other answers that were there that were clearly just trying to get people to click on their shitty affiliate links. I came in with a different approach. I thought, well, actually, I, I do want to provide value here. I don't want to just spam my links, even though I could. I mean, you know, everyone else has. Why not, right? But instead, I, I actually called out. I said, look, most of the answers here are BS. Uh, this comes from my own first world experience that I'm actually doing it, not something that I've read. And again, I know that's a, a little bit hypocritical given that I just told you to Google the answers. But again, you, you want to be uh, upfront with, with how you're writing as well. You can make an implication about something without actually claiming that it's your results, of course, right? So anyway, I wrote an answer and then out of nowhere, I, I don't even recall what the answer was or what the question was, but uh, I, I think from memory it was about affiliate marketing related, uh, funnel builders or something like that. And bang, out of nowhere, I start getting a thousand views per day to the point where... Uh, over the last 
well, the time of recording, last sort of uh, three to four weeks, I've had uh, over 10,000 views. So compare that with uh, 3,000 for the prior six months, things have just kind of taken off. So now I've discovered something, I'm now starting to get a lot more recognition. And I guess because of that uh, recognition, my answers are getting shown more and more, which is great. It's what I want, right? So that's Cora. I do suggest you check it out. Uh, it is a really simple way to start getting some recognition. You can uh, differentiate yourself as an expert in a particular field. Don't spread yourself too thin, of course, but you know, if you know the answers to a lot of stuff, then absolutely go nuts. In fact, I happen to know on good authority that uh, there's a couple of people out there that are having such success with the traffic from Cora. They're actually hiring virtual assistants to go and answer questions on their behalf, all linking back to their own affiliate links. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff indeed. Anyway, that's Cora. So check it out. Free traffic source. You will have to spend some time. Like I said at the start of this, there is an opportunity cost or a time cost involved in free traffic. Uh, but to the point now where I barely look at Cora anymore. I, I might answer a question once a fortnight if I'm lucky. Probably not even that. But now I'm starting to get more and more answer views and that is just going to grow and grow and grow. So it's pretty cool stuff. You reach uh, an apotheosis and it just, bang, takes off from there. Anyway, that's it. Cora. Second one, Facebook groups. And what we're talking about here is being omnipresent in multiple Facebook groups and pages in order to extract those people and that traffic back to your own offers and to your own sphere of influence. Now, I mentioned that word a couple of times, sphere of influence. I just want to put that out there and explain what I mean by that, first of all. What I'm referring to is when someone comes on your radar, they become aware of you. I'm not necessarily saying that they are an immediate customer or uh, even a lead or anything like that. They just are aware of you being in existence. And when I say the sphere of influence... I guess what I'm really referring to is uh, someone that you can reach. Uh, and obviously, when you can reach people, you have the ability to influence them in some way. Not always, of course, but you can at times, right? So anyway, that's what I mean. Uh, I probably just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> All right, Facebook groups, what are we doing here? Now, we're not going to Facebook groups and we're not spamming random links to our landing pages and our affiliate offers around the place. That's not what we want to do. We want to build a relationship with people. And the way we do do that and, and the reciprocity part of it comes into it, what I mean by reciprocity is if you spend time commenting on people's videos, on their pages, on their groups, two things happen. One is it gets reciprocated. People feel a subconscious obligation to return the favor. So they will also comment on your posts and like your post. Not all the time, uh, but it does work a lot of the time. It's a funny human trait for some reason. I don't know what it, what it is. I'm, I'm reading about it at the moment in a book called Influence, ironically enough, but reciprocity. So that's one thing. The other thing that happens is people become aware of you. They start seeing your comments everywhere. 
because you comment all the time. You're commenting on everything. You're not and not stupid comments either. You sometimes they are, but you know, ideally, if you can provide some form of value in your comments and in your posts and all that sort of stuff, then that's obviously a lot better. Now, the way you go about this, and again, it comes back to the first part of what I mentioned when I started talking, which was there is a cost involved in doing this. Now, for me, I work from home. Uh, some might argue that I have a lot of time on my hands. So therefore, if I have the time, obviously, I can then spend that time getting in touch and reaching out to people and spending time in Facebook groups. So the way to go about it is you go into different Facebook groups that are relevant to your niche. As soon as you get accepted into the group, no matter how big the group is, you either do a quick live or a quick hello, just a, hey guys, my name's Jamie, look forward to connecting with everyone, excited to be here. Nothing too outlandish, just a hello. It draws attention, draws attention from the group admin, if nothing else. And then you're gonna answer questions. There's gonna be questions in these groups. Now, ideally, you want to be involved in groups that have five to 10,000 people in them, and hopefully that ones that get semi-good engagement as well. If there's no engagement in the groups, it's sort of pointless that you going in there and trying to elicit your own engagement because, well, it's probably died already anyway. <laughs> kind of pointless, right? So be uh, choosy about the groups you go into. Although, having said that, it can also work for smaller groups as well. Like I say, you don't want to spam your links around. I know it's very tempting when someone says, hey, what's the best funnel builder? And you go, oh, I'm a ClickFunnels affiliate. I'm a builder all affiliate. I'm a Kartra affiliate. Oh, I could just easily drop my link there because I know that these people need it. Oh. And of course, I'm no different. I want to do that a lot of the time as well. Of course, we all want to make sales. That's why we're affiliates. But having said that, you're going to build a lot more credibility and a lot more value with people if you actually provide some form of answer. So in that case, I've done this many times where I've actually just gone and said, yeah, look, I use Builderall. Uh, I was with ClickFunnels for a long time as well. Uh, I actually also use Thrive Themes at the moment. Uh, this is what I found good with these ones. This is what I found bad with these ones. Uh, if you're interested in any further information, don't be afraid to ask. And sometimes I'll even turn it back on the group admin because I'm not trying to steal their sales. They've worked hard to set up their group. And just because they might miss one answer doesn't mean that I should come in and swoop down and steal their answers. I'm going to end up with more credibility if I don't as well. So sometimes I'll just say, oh, by the way, the group admin, you know, insert their name, uh, probably has these resources available. I, I suggest you uh, check them out and I'll tag them into the post. does a couple of things. A, again, it shows I have credibility because uh, I'm providing a solid answer. It means I'm not being a dick by trying to steal a sale. I'm actually saying here's a free sale for you if someone wants to get a, a building a builder or platform or whatever it is, builder or sale. Bang, here you go, nice and easy. Uh, kind of sucks sometimes because you think, well, if that person was in my group answering that, then I would get that commission. But anyway, it doesn't work like that. But it's more about the long-term game plan. Um, I'm prepared to lose a sale here and there because I, I know that the longer-term game plan is bigger because it's going to show uh, that I have more credibility moving forward. So then you spend uh, time and you, you do lives if you can. If you feel confident on camera, you do a Facebook Live. 
I personally go live every single day on my Facebook page. I then share that to my Facebook group. Sometimes I do exclusive lives in my Facebook group. It really depends. Uh, but I'll do lives in other groups as well. At the moment, I'm doing about four lives per day, all completely different content. Thankfully, I have a, a wealth of knowledge on a whole bunch of useless uh, stuff, so I can just kind of chat. Uh, sometimes they get good engagement, sometimes not. Like I say, that reciprocity thing is a massive, massive uh, help for you. If you're spending time interacting with other people's content, like I say, a few things happen. People start becoming aware of you. People start seeing who you are, becoming part of your overall sphere. And then eventually it'll get to the point where they'll join your group or they will like your page. They will somehow opt into your web, uh, your forms, become a lead. So Facebook groups. Now it is time consuming. I'm not going to BS around that. It's very time consuming. It does take a lot of time to I guess spend in the groups, provide that value, respond to comments. I get 70 to 100 uh, uh, notifications every single day from Facebook alone. So it, it is time consuming, but it is worth it. I'm, I'm growing something pretty cool at the moment. And it is, although it's slow, it is growing and it is uh, picking up pace as well through these different traffic methods that I am using. So that's Facebook groups. Now, the other thing uh, on that note is that you do want to set up your Facebook profile in a way that is going to act as a natural funnel. So what do I mean by that? Well, when you go on to some people's profiles, and, and admittedly, I only do this half-assed, I must admit. I, don't have, I haven't changed my, my cover. I don't have one of those swanky photos that has the, the, the click funnels emblem sort of across my face or anything like that. I don't do that because... Quite frankly, I don't want every man and his dog, all my friends and family that have no interest in what I'm doing, uh, thinking I'm just trying to spam people. <laughs> I do have a select audience as part of my Facebook friendship um, circle that I would like to target. But I don't really make all that much use of it. But what I do do is I add a photo on the left-hand side of my page. So it means that if someone happens to land on my page, they're going to be directed to my chatbot. My chatbot leads to my Facebook group. So that's two things right there. One is if someone snoops my profile, and people do because I answer so many questions around the net, people just start seeing me and they think, who is this guy? Where is he from? What's he doing? Why is he here? What's, he, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. So people snoop my profile. They then click on my link in my profile. It leads to my chatbot. My chatbot basically says, hey, guys, here's your unique password to uh, our exclusive community. Click below to join the group. So now I have two things. I have someone joining my group, meaning I can interact with them there. I can get engagement there. And guess what? I also have a lead on my chatbot. Now that, that chatbot's made me hundreds of dollars um, and it's only got about 60 to 80 subscribers at the moment. It's pretty small, but uh, it really does work. So that's cool, right? So in that case, what you want to do uh, if you're going to take it up a notch is update your cover photo to display something relevant to your niche so you know click here to download your whatever you want uh, your free pdf your guide your training or click here to do this that or the other thing some sort of call to action something that represents you maybe your uh, a link to your own url your own website 
uh, don't do as I do, which is just leave it blank. And if you don't want to do that, then uh, you can actually set up a secondary profile, which is something that I really should have done to start with. But unfortunately, I'd formed so many connections over the years with a whole bunch of random people, uh, both people that I personally know and I guess random marketers online that it's sort of a bit late now unless I um, do a little experiment and just set it up again. But anyway, I'm digressing. That's how you do it. And then, uh, of course, like I say, you spend that time, you answer those questions, you add links, you add things that are going to help the audience out and people start to know, like and trust you enough to be part of your overall audience. They then might become a lead and then they might become a sale. They might become a, a, a loyal repeat customer. That's uh, Facebook Group's tactic number two. All right, moving on. Another one that I love, Pinterest, completely underutilized, has 200 million monthly users, 200 million monthly active users, pretty crazy, right? I think when people think of social media, they only think of Facebook and Instagram, uh, maybe Twitter as well, I guess, but uh, yeah, Pinterest is massive. Now, to give a, a bit of an indication, every time I post a pin, I'm now getting a whole bunch more views to my content. Now, I have a lot of that automated these days. I use uh, Zapier, Zapier, whatever you want to call it, uh, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com. I think that's right. Maybe it's two Ps. I really can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> and that automates a lot of it. So if I upload anything to YouTube, the thumbnail gets automatically sent across to a Pinterest board. If I upload anything to Tumblr, that gets automatically automatically syndicated with Pinterest as well. Now, I also used a piece of software called Tailwind, tailwind.com. I don't have an affiliate link to that, unfortunately. But uh, it costs around $25 per month from memory. I, I stopped using it a little while ago. And uh, there's no specific reason for it, just that I already had a whole lot of the Pinterest stuff automated anyway. I decided to focus my efforts on uh, on other things. But uh, I do highly recommend you use that. Now, one of the great things about Tailwind is it will automate your posting. So you can have uh, up to 30 pins going on at any one time. Now, the great thing about that is if you start having pins that get good engagement, you can have it set so they will repin themselves even on the same board, once every couple of weeks, once every 30 days, whatever you choose. Now, the reason why you'd want to do that is, of course, if something's already popular, it makes sense to then repin it and show it further up the uh, algorithms so more people can get eyes on that particular pin. So if the same content works, then it's going to work again, right? That's the theory behind it. And it does really work. So to give an indication, at the moment, I'm sitting at 13,300 monthly viewers for my Pinterest uh, boards and my Pinterest account. Now, this has also spiked up to around 21,000 uh, as of last month, but uh, I, I didn't do anything at all, zero, absolutely zero with Pinterest uh, at all last month. I still got 20,000 views. It's dropped down a little bit now, but like I say, all it takes is for me to pin a couple more pins that are relevant to whatever niche I'm going after at the time, and I'll get that view count back up. So there you have it, pretty straightforward, Pinterest. All you need to do is uh, go on there, start 
uh, creating some boards that are relevant to your industry and your niche, start sharing some relevant content. You can actually leave affiliate links directly on your pins as well. One of the tactics that I use actually is uh, putting Amazon links underneath my pins. So if people click on that, uh, I've got one board in particular that's related to kitchenware. It's not a competitive niche or anything like that. Not many people are actually searching for that stuff. But I still get a few shares. I still get a few clicks. And of course, if someone does click on that, I have the 24-hour window for them to make a purchase in order for me to be remunerated for uh, whatever item I, I, they decide to buy. Pretty cool. Cool stuff there. So yeah, use Tailwind. Uh, there are other, uh, are other resources out there, but Tailwind's the one that I thought was uh, the best bang for buck, in my experience. Make use of those things. Repin uh, the more popular ones. And pretty soon, again, because it does take time in order to build this up, but pretty soon you'll find that you start getting more and more monthly viewers, more and more clicks, and more and more leads and opt-ins to your pages. Pretty cool stuff. Anyway, that's it. Three free traffic resources. going to take a little bit of time to set up, of course. But like I say, the payoff is huge once you do invest that time because you start getting that snowball effect and uh, it starts kind of rapidly growing the more you do it. Anyway, hopefully you guys got some value out of uh, content today. Don't forget to press that subscribe button. Uh, like I say, you can find me on YouTube as well via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. I look forward to catching you guys in the next episode. Thanks very much for joining me. Bye-bye.